I am a big a, um, AI machine learning advocate, right? I think it is the future. I absolutely believe in it. I think it's the new, you know, uh, programming language. Welcome to Uptech Report. This is our Applied Tech series. Uptech Report is sponsored by TerraLeap. Learn how to leverage the power of video at terraleap.io. Today, I am very excited to be joined by my guest, Ike Havas, who's based in the LA area, and he's the CEO and founder of Evasoft. Good to have you on, man. Ah, thanks for having me. Thank you. Now, Evasoft, it, it, you guys provide intelligent document processing solutions. I got that right. And actually on your site, it says transform your operations with automation. Everyone loves some good automation. Uh, but help me understand in, in a nutshell, what was the problem that you set out to solve? And, and I've really, I've been focusing on these over these years. Sure. Um, you know, when you say automation, our, our job, me and my, my, my friends in the industry, um, we're all trying to automate stuff so that we, we can free people from mundane tasks. And when it comes to FSOft, we wanted to focus on business processes that has documents in it, PDF files, paper files, um, you name it. So uh, we said, okay, what are people doing uh, with their muscles that, you know, we can put AI in place so that, you know, they can uh, free to do, use, their, use their brains. So uh, when we focused on it, it was all manual data entry. I'm looking at different screens, trying to make up um, some ideas. For example, I'll give you an idea. You know, a mortgage processing in the United States might have a lot of different document types. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure you you've dealt with, with it. Um, let's let's have software um, sort through those documents. What's in that, and then rather than entering it, and and then when you go to next step, you know, you might have different tabs open your brow on your browser because you're getting the data from document, maybe another system from the internet, from another system that you had 20 years ago, and we call it swivel chair. If you're looking at different um, screens, um, we can actually combine all that and then bring the contextual data um, and reach the data they need to look at and then make a decision. Um, so that things that take hours, uh, we can help them do within seconds. That, that's our job. Everyone wants to be able to uh, not have to do manual labor where possible and save time and be more efficient. Um, we're, we're going in an area where technology can help in that. Help me understand that there's a couple different terms and, and solutions out there. There's also like robotic uh, um, or process or, automation. Yes. Yeah. So help me understand like the difference then in, in both the different types of automation. Sure. So um, th there are generally about um, four different categories. One of them is um, RPA, like you mentioned. RPA is, is about um, automating um, your screen, your mouse, your, your keyboard. If, if the person is doing these things constantly uh, on, on the keyboard, mouse, and, and, and monitor, you can actually program it uh, to do it for you. So it's like, you know, Excel, a macro in Excel, if you remember those days, right? So of course, it's got sophisticated uh, more and more, but that uh, you can build a bot that, will, that can do some of the things you do on a mundane basis. Um, that's RPA. Um, then there's IPaaS. Um, IPaaS is about connections. You know, if you can connect the, um, this, this software to the internet on a different um, vendor's 
um, portal or, 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 or maybe if you have five different systems that you have in the past, connect dots. Then the, um, the iPaaS says, you don't need humans or RPA. We can bypass all of them and connect the dots. So there is no need to program it, right? And then there is the, the workflow automation systems where you know, um, some people still do their work on, on their work desks, right? Um, if you elevate that to, to an electronic environment, you can start managing your cases electronically. You can look at them, right? It's a workflow management system, and then you can route to the approvals. So basically, run your business in a digital formats everywhere where, where possible. That's workflow. And then us, IDP, you know, we, we look at wherever there's a ton of document, and say we automate all that. And then we can give our data to any of those three friends, if uh, you will, okay. uh, so that they can do their job, whatever they do, um, a little better. So we're, we're, we're kind of helper for, for all of those parties. It's like there's 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 multiple ways that automation can happen, and it's we're going to area where, if anything, it, there needs to be interoperability. However, you say that the interconnections yeah. between each of the services, so that eventually there's 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 less and less that we have to manually go over here, click here, open that document, enter anything. It you should be it. able to be automated. So let me ask you just a straight more leading and straightforward question. How much can we automate? Like, where, where are we headed? And how much can we truly automate in, in business? We can automate a lot. Um, but the, the technology is not there yet as well. So I am a big a, um, AI machine learning advocate, right? I think it is the future. I absolutely believe in it. I think it's the new, you know, uh, programming language, all right? Um, but we have to realize we are still in the baby steps, right? We are still um, teaching AI how, to, how humans do um, a few things in a few seconds, maybe a few minutes, not the entire hour or, or day of work. And, you know, at, at FSOFT, um, I have a theory, right? Uh, that's what we're working on. We, we believe in that bring this contextual data uh, from all parties will help humans start making decisions, but that's the basis of AI's improvement. In the coming years, we should be able to start automating a lot faster, a lot better, um, um, so that we can not only just elevate the humans, right, and just be a little bit more productive, we can automate the whole processes within the company so that, you know, the, the company can be more productive, not, not just the individuals. So that's what I'm working on, I'm, I'm very optimistic about it, but uh, I also caution my clients that when they hear AI, um, we're, we're still in the, in the early stages of what we do. Be careful of, of taking science fiction and assuming it's reality right away. We're getting closer. We're getting we closer to that, yes, but, but it's not, not quite there. So give me some uh, use case examples for specifically for you guys for um, uh, when it comes to documents, uh, being able to process. What are some case studies of customers that you're working with in play? Uh, I'll, 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 I'll tell you a few examples. You know, you'll, you'll be amazed how, how, uh, how many enterprises uh, need this. Um, like our software, um, as I mentioned before, help a lot of mortgage companies. Maybe a third of the mortgage companies, we, we probably, our software probably saw, saw the, the mortgage documents in some form or fashion. 
that that um, much of the industry is relying on you as a backbone. Yes, and, and there are so many things that there's the originators, there the refinanced, but we're generally in the insurance insurance side of it. So all of these guys, even though they all opened the mortgage, they they created, they go to an insurance, and then we're very strong on the mortgage insurance side of gotcha. things. Um, in the United States, um, I'm going to tell you that this is tax season. Um, IRS handles all of their correspondence with us. So if you have back and forth relationships, you know, we're the ones who look at the, the documents and decide which department, which agent should, uh, this, this should, this should go. So if I, if I were to email the IRS a document, it would route it to the right person to have that document. You're almost correct. IRS doesn't do emails much. You need to mail uh, them, but yes, that is correct. Oh, good old mail. All right. Good, yes. <laughs> um, in, in, in Europe, you know, we help EU citizens to get passports. Um, so, so when you want to renew your passport or get your passport, you have to provide a bunch of other information, not only your old IDs and then passwords, but also, you know, um, utility bills and where you live. And, and so our software can actually detect all of those documents and sort them and then, and then help them verify. And so I'll, tell you, I'll tell you one more information yeah. and then we can come back. In, in Singapore, you know, if you're a large manufacturer trying to ship some containers through the red canals, of course, not the wrong ones. Um, and the, the, we helped uh, the largest bank in, in Southeast Asia with their trade financing because all the documents that needs to be accompanied, um, the certificate of origins, the insurance, the purchase orders has to be validated before the money can be transferred from US to Singapore, right? So it, it, it's, what's, what's interesting is in one way, it's very simple what you do. It's like very core. It's like, all right, here's a document. And then you're able to take out of the document, what's the information and give it to the right people. And that, that's it. That's all you do. But at the same time, there's a lot to that. I, c- I can imagine because they're, they're throwing at you all types of documents that you don't, you don't have to, you don't make people say, all right, here's the form and the layout that you have to submit your documents in. And that's how we'll be able to read it. Is that where your, your sweet sauce comes in? The, why people rely on you is because people can send all sorts of doc- types of documents. And so um, you're, you're 50% correct. Okay. Um, the, the, the 50% of the challenge, there's all kinds of customers, all kinds of documents, mm-hmm. all kinds of variations and dif- different use cases and everybody runs it uh, differently, right? Uh, that they're businesses. So um, we developed our software in a way that we can use AI to extract data from the common document types. We can build more if there, if we can, um, um, uh, collect the data on, on those um, um, and, and also like make, make it easy for our software to go live so that it doesn't take months to get the value, right? Um, so you're correct, that's, that's 50% of it. The other 50%, just extracting the data and, and giving to another system is not enough. Mm. Um, because because those systems or or people needs to make a decision, and just the data coming from document is not is not the whole three sixty view of document. So our job also try to find tangential data that is related to the document. We understand what is what is tang- tangential data. Sure. So I'll give you an example. Um, somebody um, sent your company an invoice, and there's you know ten pages of line items. Right, and then they were supposed. You know, one of them is to say a pen, 
and they were supposed to charge you $1, but they charged one and a half dollars. So how do you catch that? Because it's our job to go to the purchase order system, the agreements, and find out what all those items were, what we ordered, and put that side by side to the, to the user um, so that they can say, wait a minute, I'm being cheated here. You know, this is supposed to be a dollar, right? So, and, and, and there are also other cases, like you can go to the internet, get the, the Dun & Bradstreet security information on that company sending you the invoice. Maybe I never asked for that invoice, mm-hmm. right? Who is this company? And, you know, like this tangential information can, can go on based on what customers want to do, but without it, it would be um, more error prone to run the business. You know, it did, so getting the data accurately from the document is only 50% um, to be able to run a productive company, if that makes sense. For people to be able to make the right decision and for business to flow properly, it's all about having the right data, the right information all together in one place so someone can make the right exactly. decision. Because I find it interesting, you say it doesn't necessarily tell the user, hey, this line item is wrong. It's just supplying the right information that the, so the user can make the distinction and say, uh, it still, so still requires critical thinking from uh, the user. Correct. So. To, to, to get to your other question, like, um, how much we can automate, today we use all kinds of AI technology to get the right data out of the document, right? And with that AI, that would be very difficult, especially if you have millions of different document types and, and, and variations. That's where the, the AI is today. But, but in the future, like if we're gonna, if we're gonna make more company more productive, right? We need this tangential information to be provided to AI so the AI can actually can learn on business aspects uh, and then start making us make more decisions. So we're getting there, but, you know. That, that's the next level up. That's the next level. You got it. Uh, that, that you're that's the autonomous car version. Of right? documentation. Of, of documentation. Right now, we just can see the, the lanes and the people. It's more like a driver assistance. Like it's uh, alerting. So right now in, in, in uh, identity documentation processing, or, or it, you're, that's where you are, but you're headed towards full automation. I, that's what I find fascinating is that every industry is in different states of, of progress using AI and machine learning. And it's good to know where we are at the moment, but it's, it's getting closer. Yeah. Uh, the, the thing about, and I'm, I'm curious to kind of move the conversation a little bit towards this of um, where where it is failing. Like when can you trust a system and know, all right, AI is smart enough to take a certain area and when does it, when does it work and when doesn't it? And how do you actually, is it, is it around just like the right data? How can people have a business leader have confidence in a, a solution in, in today's environment when they're not even sure how the technology works? There, there are several ways to do this and, and I'm trying to put myself in my, in my customer's shoes, right? Um, if, 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 if customer A has a goal of, I'm going to bring an AI technology here and I'm going to automate you know, 80% of my business, um, they might have a different view. They might bring a company who's going to collect, um, train AI systems for the next two years and then make that a reality, which is good. You know, that was customer A's goal and then they, they can accomplish that. The customer B comes and say, 
you know what, I want AI assistant, I want to get my feet wet, I want to get started, but my primary goal is to start getting return on my investment within two months. But they may not want to bring 50 data scientists to do something. They want you to come in and say, okay, what have you built so far with your AI that can get me started tomorrow? And then we can start building on it over time, right? So to answer your question, you, you have, the, the, my customer um, has to have an idea of what they want to accomplish. What's the outcome um, they want from this phase one project, right? And then, and then bring the right tools, right partners to accomplish that. Um, so I, I wish I could tell you there was one answer, but it depends. But it's that it, it builds for, for your business specifically, is, is it, you have like basically a base technology and ability, but for each customer, you're developing a more custom solution. All right, this is what you need. This is the problem you have. Here's our base technology. And then you're building it out. Or is it a, a standard process? They just come in. Um, which way do you work? We, we, have, we have both to, okay. to suit different needs. For example, in accounts payable, I think, you know, last count, we've trained on 350, 100,000 invoices of, of different vendors. Wow. Um, and, and that's check, right? Done. We don't Got have invoices. to. Yes, we, we don't have to build that for every customer. Um, you know, we, we can get them up and uh, uh, start tomorrow. But um, if an energy company comes in tomorrow and say, I have this problem, you're never going to see anything like this on earth, right? Um, that may take more than an hour. Mm -hmm. But you still have the right team and people that you could build that type of identity, yeah. a, a document it. identification process. Out of it. Yes. Yeah. For for the roadmap of where you guys are headed, what are you most excited about? Anything that you can can share as far on uh, features or just where you're headed? Um, I I think you know along the lines of what I what I said earlier. Um, we believe in if I if we bring the, the tangential information um, um, to the business, then the users, uh, the decision makers, the knowledge workers will start to make a little bit more faster decisions. But the, the key is to start training the AI. So as the, as the humans are looking at and then making decisions, AI can listening, right? And then turn those actions in, into, into more AI-based decision-making so that we can actually um, automate more. So that's, that's where we're heading. And in every technology, we're, we're, um, we're, we're looking to accomplish our goals. I, I, I love the idea of building AI and then AI on top of it to be able to run even more. And that's the, uh, yeah, the that's future it. that we're headed towards. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, uh, for those that want to learn more about um, ICE's story, stick around for part two of our discussion. We're going to be asking a lot more about it. Thank you so much, though, for sharing some of the insights. Um, for those that want to learn more about specifically your service and option, what's a good first step for them to take? Um, give us a call. Um, we'll help you. I mean, it's, it's, um, you know, there's, there's so much information on the, on the internet, on the internet for sure. Um, right. Uh, and then we try to educate our customers as well for, from our, our channels, but even, um, and it's okay. We're, we're in this business. We've been doing this. So give us a call. What I mean, like email or chat, whatever, um, we'll, we'll, we'll help you guys. And we'll tell you how we see the world. 
apparently IRS trusts them and a lot of other places all around the world. So it's one place to, to be able to check out. Looks like you can get a free trial. Go to, to ephesoft.com of a sort. Um, and also stick around for part two. Go to uptechreport.com and hear our next part of the discussion. We'll see you guys on the next episode of Uptech Report. That concludes the audio version of this episode. To see the original and more, visit our Uptech Report YouTube channel. If you know a tech company we should interview, you can nominate them at uptechreport.com. Or if you just prefer to listen, make sure you're subscribed to this series on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting app.